0: Hey podcast, uh, before we get into podcast, when I say hey podcast, I mean all of you who are listening. So first of all, thank you for listening. Second of all, uh, two little things for you to know about before we get into today's podcast. One, the Monday to Monday playlist uh, that Mike Boyd and I curate each week on Monday with uh, a lot of incredible music from a ton of emerging stars, especially if you're into Latin trap and hip hop. It's really made for you. Obviously if you're Caleb and you love metal, not for you but if you are uh, the majority of people that enjoy hip-hop or Latin trap, m- very, very much up for you. And so you can see that on Apple and on Spotify, Monday to Monday, I'm not sure exactly what, if you search Monday to Monday it should pop up? That should be good. Search Monday to Mo- Monday to Monday on those two platforms to subscribe to the playlist, and I hope you listen, and I hope you enjoy this podcast. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. What's up, everyone? Today's episode is from
1: a 4D session that Gary gave at the beginning of last month. He talks about scaling businesses, employees, and how brand isn't built from a television commercial. So make sure to hit him up and leave a review to let us know what you thought, and I hope you enjoy.
2: Well, I think what I struggle with with my business, so I created a, a specialized like, booking platform specific to working with grouped bookings. Um, I think where I got a little confused and where the like the growth of the business, I find that because we're a service business, I run into where I kind of either plateau or it's, I can't hire fast enough for the demand. So then I just am like kind of a sitting duck and trying to chase hiring more artists, which becomes like a whole management like we just kind of bottleneck.
0: So what, So on that, as somebody who's scaled a service business, yeah. is it hiring or is it retaining?
2: Um, it's hiring.
0: And are you making subjective calls when you hire? How so? Are you the one hiring?
2: Yeah, I'm a part of the process, yeah
0: right. so that's so the way I ask the question is the most important part. Mm-hmm. I think most people struggle with hiring because they come from an angle of fear, and when they look at hiring, they're thinking about what they're trying to protect against because you think that person or this person or that person is representing you in this environment and you don't want them to fuck up in however you deem it. You're coming from fear. Mm -hmm. The reason I think I've been able to scale two businesses so quickly in my life is I'm the reverse. I always think that if my intent is good, that by hiring quickly, I can actually scale and that in the occasional 20% of time when it's really actually fucked up, my ability to fix it out of intent and effort is actually greater than me judging up front and not hiring at all.
2: So my fear with that is, is that my typical client is a bride? Yep. Or a large corporate booking? And so like reputation wise, like you get one shot? But you don't. With that particular client?
0: You're not gonna see another bride again, most likely anyway. Right. And you would lose her word of mouth. And her word of mouth is only so impactful but what you lose for is you're not doing and scaling Mm -hmm. out of the fear that maybe it goes poorly. What most people struggle with in business is they spend all their time on what's gonna go wrong instead of what's gonna go right. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, big clients and brides, I get it. Good news, brides don't have great LTV, right? And good news, seven out of 10 times it's gonna be perfectly fine. And good news. You've hired people that fucked up anyway.
3: Right.
0: So where I'm going with all this is you need to hire quicker yeah. and be more optimistic versus pessimistic.
2: I think I get worried where it's the management of both sides. And so like I built my own booking platform to help us streamline that management. And then what I found is that many other similar business models that are like across the country are struggling with the same pain point with not having the right management system where I was able to build that. So but my question was do I pivot a little or stay? Become
0: a, and right? what, become a SaaS business? Which is fine.
2: Yeah.
0: You could, do you want to? I don't know. Well, that's what you need to figure out. But I will tell you that on the other side of your business service business, it's been the clearest thing for me It was my hypothesis going in. It's my natural state. People spend all their time on defense. Mm -hmm. What if Carl fucks up this wedding instead of not thinking that? Which then leads you to hiring Carl Mm -hmm. instead of not hiring him because he answered one question in a way that maybe you as a human subjectively thought would lead to a vulnerability.
2: Well, it's usually on the talent level. It's just like the quality of of what they're
0: able to do. Yeah, but you're making that subjective call.
2: Right.
0: What you might think is good may or may not, I mean, you've had plenty of brides tell you this is shit when you thought it was great. Mm -hmm. And vice versa. Mm -hmm. Right? I mean, it's a super important part of this question. Like, you may decide that I'm not qualified enough, but You're making a judgment for the market without knowing. Mm -hmm. The reason you're not hiring fast enough is because of you. Your subjective call. Not always, but. So so let's talk it through. What what would be the alternative to that? When you say not always, give me another scenario that's not that.
2: Sometimes I actually eliminate myself from the equation and allow my managers and my recruiters to, to make
0: the call. You employ them. That's you. Every mistake James and Nick Dio make is my fault. Mm -hmm. So if you're taking yourself out of the equation, then you're empowering people who are saying no instead of yes, which is still on you. Is how I see it. Mm -hmm. If you're telling me the question that you are most worried about, which makes a ton of sense to me, because you're on it, because it is the number one issue for service businesses, is not hiring, that's you. That's either you eliminate whether you're in the equation or not, it's still you because you're the one that hired the people that are making that. How
2: would you then said like, I want like what would be the strategy to attract maybe that ideal person of what you're what you're looking for? Like, I can't just hire anybody and
0: everybody. Of course not. But by then first understanding what ideal framework that decision is being made on once you let go of the fact that you're making a subjective call and so are your managers and that they're not right Mm -hmm. they're making a subjective call then it becomes easier to say yes more than no Mm -hmm. I think of it as like tie goes to the runner once you change this perspective on this conversation Mm -hmm. you'll start saying yes a lot of times when you would have said no in the past and then that becomes the fundamental unlock
3: Mm -hmm. yeah
2: well, I, I know that there's times that I have said yes that I would have said no. And then what we, what we did is we created like um, like a supporting lead level and then a lead, a top lead level. So we would bring them in, like we would probably say no, but instead we've said yes and put them on a, like a supporting role as opposed to like the one that actually handled the, the direct client, the main client, which is the bride. But maybe like have them on the supporting Bridesmaid. team. Yeah, exactly. And then as they gained more <clears throat> skill and more experience, then we could push them up. So that allowed me to...
0: So why not say yes more often down there?
2: So we're we're starting. We are starting to do that because I did change my strategy. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I did need to hire faster because that was that was hurting us. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, just being, I guess, entrepreneurial in my mind, I get caught up as well as like, well, how much can I actually scale this when there's an opportunity? Like, I could. At what point do you say, not a matter of like not trying to meet demand, but like it creates additional problems in other areas because then I don't have enough people to manage the, the concierge part of it and coordinating. So like, as that grows, we, then we're creating more problems. Is it smart to just like, take what you're doing that's working really well and then maybe pivot in other areas?
0: Well, I think it becomes a question of how much margin do you want to make mm-hmm. because one could often, in those scenarios, be able to afford it except most people have an ideology of how much margin they want in a given year instead of investing it into the biz. Yeah. So that's you know that's a personal preference of what you need to take home.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Are you caught up in the ideology of what a SaaS business is worth versus a service business? A little, bit. I mean I've been in the service business
3: for
2: fifteen years and I've I've grown it really well.
0: Have you ha- Have you taken on some? Have you converted your product into something that somebody else can use? Um.
2: Not officially yet. I'm deciding whether that's the direction I want
0: to go in. It's even in the energy that you're bringing to the table. I think it would be worth the risk of putting the money in to make it so that you can at least taste what two other people are using the platform as right. a Cesc. You need the context to know. You have 15 years to know the good and the bad of service. Yeah. Right. You know you can do it. Service misses sucks. Right. right? I push more
2: into it. Like we're we're also like doing more corporate. So bridal. You
0: you, you probably need to my intuition is if you can afford it i would definitely build out the capabilities of the saas product to get a couple of clients just to have the reference point if you like it better
3: yeah
0: otherwise it's unknown
2: well, and I, I've invested so much already in the tech side of it. And right, now
0: just thinking front-facing and adding the variables tends to only be 20% of the equation. The,
2: the biggest thing was when I was going to like master or master classes like on the hair side and I was meeting other people just like me that are running their businesses in Miami and they're doing 150 weddings. They're like, how the hell did you get to 700? And then I show them my, my platform and they're just like, that's what piqued my interest just for them to see that and realize that there's really not something like that. In the market, and that's how I was able to get to where I'm at. It's like it's keeping other people that I'm very passionate about other businesses as well. So in my personal, is like I want to help other people that are have the same pain points and struggles I did, and then I created this. Um, I my
0: my solution. perspective is that you should run them in parallel and build them both until you have a data point on the SaaS business, and then yeah. decide if that's what you want to do.
4: Right. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. So. Uh, just a little back story. Like I said, my brother started it in 2016, it, yep. um, out of his garage selling the tires just to prove the concept to see if it was a market there. Um, four months into it, he seen that it was got a warehouse, um, very thin employee situation. So he was making decent money um, because he didn't really have to pay too many people, uh, grossed about 300 or so every year. Um, 2018 was his biggest year, which is 327. Um, he saw enough in me to take me serious enough to uh, take my offer to join the company, obviously not coming in with any money, uh, but just feeling that I could bring some value and you know raise the company up, uh, which I'm proud to say that we did do that, uh, 2019, which was my full year. Uh, we, we did it two, three last year. And so for me, the reason of coming here is we were able to do that with literally just my Muscle if you will, going to truck stops, going to rest areas, just really getting out there, right? Will. Google um, reviews. We have over six hundred five star Google reviews, which on the East Coast, look tire shop wise, that is a record, right? So, on the flip side, I don't understand anything really about the the social media landscape, except for the fact that it's a huge. Uh, opportunity for distribution. I get that part, which is why I'm here. Obviously, your team has been great earlier today with a lot of, a lot of the stuff that we've learned so far. And so for me, um, obviously, the personal branding um, workshop that we had, you know, obviously, I feel like there's a, a lot of value there that, you know, a company like mine could get. Um, tagging off what Mary Bell said earlier, like in the truck tire space, I'm one of the few black people that I know of, like nationally, that does it. Um, we're a national provider of Michelin. So, I mean, there's a lot of things that we've been able to garner in the year that I you know, had with him and obviously he's happy about it and I'm super stoked that we're able to do it together most importantly, right? And so for me, I just want to- um, So can I
0: break it down for you? Yeah. On the first hot take. The, everything I just heard and, and honestly, living a very similar life at some level with a father-son dynamic, couple things you need to wrap your head around. Number one, let there be no confusion the far majority of what is happening in this room and what we preach here is about branding, not selling. And that's very tough because when you think about Google Five Star, what's so great about that is it's transactional. And that's tangible in the short term. And a lot of what we're gonna talk about and a lot of what we're built on, which is really ironic because in Monica and I talk, we're in this what's called the lower funnel, the digital world, not the TV world yet. The juxtaposition that I've created and debate and completely believe to be true is that brand is actually built in here, not on TV commercials. And so what's challenging for an entrepreneur is every piece of it, like it's gonna take you two and a half years just to start feeling true impact on personal brand arbitrage that you felt immediately from five-star reviews on Google. Which then makes nobody wanna do it because they're like, fuck that. I don't wanna do that. I fucking will keep doing Google search AdWords because it's transactions. And I'm like, cool, you can do that. I'll see you in seven years. And so um, right off top, I think if you can run those in parallel, which is take what you learn here and realize, okay, that's my, like that's what I'm investing in and let me keep finding ways to transact on what I naturally have in my natural DNA I think that's a very important framework because I think the reason most, you know, it's so funny, from a personal brand standpoint more than from a VaynerMedia standpoint, and I think most of you know this, I probably say the word patience more than any other word. And nobody wants to hear me. And that's because I build brand. And so, make sure if nothing else and I'll, I'll let you ask another question but like brand is what we're talking about here and brand takes time.
4: Yeah. And I'm with you on that. Like that's the conversation he and I've had and he's like I said really turned the keys over to me like from a brand brand plate. Like we've now started to How old are you? Twenty seven. Uh brother really, we're twenty years apart so he's uh, about to be forty and Jim. Yeah. So for me, um like we've started to now like Customers who buy eight tires or more, we give them mud flaps. A, because they have to pay for them. B, it's our image on there and our brand statement and all of that good stuff. And C, if they don't have them, then, of course, they get a fine from DOT. So, like, things like that. Right. Like, so, we're all in on the brand play for it because I do foresee us being able to continue to gobble up market share, which, again, like I said, we haven't spent any money on anything because I don't want do anything until I have some type of fundamental understanding of it, right? Facebook ads, all of that stuff sounds great, but if you don't know what you're doing, to some degree, I just feel like it would be counterproductive for me. So i yes. I, I, I taken a home.
0: What's fun about it, unlike traditional media, which is what I grew up in, is it doesn't cost a lot to learn. Right. You know, when I had to run a TV local spot or $40,000 full page ad in the New York Times, yeah. there was no learning. Yeah. You wrote the check and you fucking ran the ad and you fucking were like holding your breath. You know, Facebook, you can run $700 worth of ads and learn shit. Yeah. So, I, you're in control of your spend because you're coming bottom up. You're not paying an upfront or a vig that's good for the media company. So, I would I would tell you, just even feeling you out quickly, you should do everything. You should just do it in $100 increments. You understand? Yeah. You should know everything at this young of an age and this kind of level of right. natural talent and curiosity and that even brought you here. Right you should run ads on every platform just a hundred bucks at a time. That's the beauty of the digital landscape. You don't need to waste money.
3: Right.
0: And the learning scale, what, I learn at eight, what I'm at What i learning right now on TikTok, running ads against my brand, is what I'm gonna bring to Monica as a conversation and the truths of my $8,000 spend in a month are gonna play out if that brand spends eight million right. because it's a marketplace, which is powerful. Yeah. So I would definitely tell you to do that. And then for everybody, the creative is the variable. The math of like buying an ad is super you can you're gonna learn that awfully quick. It's the psychology of what pictures and videos you put in there against who you target to make them consider you, right. that's the whole game.
4: Right. Let me ask you this last Please, uh, one. I to so from a systemization standpoint processes like we have it like really super documentized, like even from video <coughs> like when you talk about the training guys. Okay. So like we have that stuff down to the point where onboarding for our employees, all of that stuff is much easier now and it's much more efficient. And so from a scaling perspective, cause we are a brick and mortar physical retail lo- location store.
0: One, right?
4: Yes. Just one. I've thought about very much so flirting with the idea of franchise. Of course. So because the margins are there, I feel like there's a lot of financial implications that are in place that I feel like it could be sustainable without me or us taking the risk, not really the risk, but taking on all of that financial burden of continuing to open up shop after shop after shop.
0: It's one of the great business models of the last half century. Awesome. But you have a lot of, in my opinion, you, even just listening to you, you're probably gonna wanna do some more work of establishing the brand.
3: Indeed.
0: Because Indeed. it's too early, the first person that takes it that isn't good right. becomes a vulnerability. Yeah. You're gonna, No matter how many rules you put in place, you're not in control completely.
3: Yeah. Okay.
0: But as a business model, it's one of the great business models that the capitalism world has ever seen.
4: Appreciate you, Gary. You
0: got it, brother. What's well, up?
4: Good to see you again. Good to see you again. So
5: basically, I have three things that I, you know I want to ask you, and you know if, if anybody has any to say, you could chime in. Number one, you know, I was listening to, you know, I was listening and building like, you know, a name brand, which has taken me ten years. Um and I you know in the beginning, it was a lot of like physical work and everything, and now, in the last few years, I learned through like google ads and 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 Instagram. I actually was doing what you were just talking about, just you know I really pay attention to what my clients like um with different you know with different events or trends that are happening, and you know I put money towards those ads, so you know now the number one thing want, is yeah you and the
0: computer kid that picked up along the
5: way, yeah. <laughs> And just by watching a lot of people, actually, like, you know, I just never, I really learned by watching and listening to people. You know, I'm not a big reader. It's hard for me to read a lot. So I used to like listen up or just watch things that I and that I work in and try to emulate them and see how I can make them better. So now I'm at a point where at invest I'm trying to make it a big brand doing all this corporate events, private events in New York. But also now we have Crush Marketing, which is a marketing company that produces a lot of, um, activations and like new trends so that we could you know go and promote a new brand so I want to you know my my thing is like how do we take crush and you know use geo events to you know build crush and make it up you know catch up to geo events because it's two different companies that that will go within each other
0: execution of about awareness you, you there you'll buy the output it's uh, you're kind of like asking like hey I've only built up my upper body now I want to put muscle on my legs well, good news, you have put on some muscle in your upper body, which allows you to probably in some of your leg exercises be able to hold heavier dumbbells, but until you fucking do the leg exercises, it's not gonna happen.
5: The other thing, I get it. The other one. I skip leg leg week. Every good day or whatever. Most people
0: do, it doesn't have the optics.
5: I know, right? Just walk fast. But, but
0: it's a very important point obviously with an intriguing kind of analogy. By just, you know, what people struggle to understand is once you establish a new brand, you don't, you get, look, whether it's empathy or the Sasha, like, you're gonna get some level of siphoning from what you've done in the past. But it's, you're building a new business, bro. You may not like it, I don't like it, you're always gonna get some halo, but even the biggest companies in the world, Gatorade's coming out with a new drink right now, right? That they have to build up because they want to be more than just, and guess what? They got to fucking spend and execute and like, establishing a new brand is a new brand. Will there be, will there be people, some like, wait a minute, I know that guy, like, he did a good job, of course. You've built a reputation. But a reputation is different than a brand, and so you're gonna have to build it.
5: And the one more thing is, uh, I actually have an Amazon store that I had for like four or five years. And I really need, you know, I just really need some guidance on how to, you know, make it grow. I mean, I haven't really, I guess. Have
0: I've you run done. Amazon ads? What's up? Have you run Amazon ads?
5: Um, no, we have somebody that works on it, but, you know, it's, it, the company does okay. It's just like, you know, threading water. But Are
0: it's, you, is the product, what products are you selling?
5: Just t shirts for now. But I actually want to get out of it. I mean, we, I jumped into it with a friend of a friend basically invited me as like, you know, listen, I can't own any more stores. I want to get another store. i see you start all these businesses. Let's do this 50, 50. And I'll show them model how to do t-shirts and they do like over a million dollars in t-shirts and they have like six, seven stores. The problem came when they noticed that I have all these other companies and I could also offer swag with t-shirts at all these events. Then they kind of stopped showing me the model of how they get to this point. So. At this point, I really need direction on how to get a person or somebody that could just help me grow that store. You know, I had it for five years. I know it's valuable. I know eventually somebody mentioned earlier, one of the uh, speakers, that eventually in like five, six years, you know, almost everyone's gonna have a store. That's the the model they want to have a store. So, you know, I had it for so long, and I feel like it's just stuck there. You know,
0: everything about this conversation feels wrong because I feel like you're doing it out of a philosophical place of like I've had it so I should not waste the fact that I like you know what I mean? Like the angle of this conversation feels like I I almost without knowing anything want you to shut it down because I feel like you're doing it philosophically not because you give a fuck. What's the difference? The difference is, if you're yeah. trying to build a business, just because you've had it for a while, and the thought of it going to zero when you feel like you've put something into it, so thus you should, becomes a major energy loss against you putting that energy to something else. Okay.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. Because I spend and more energy thinking. About the second
0: you said a friend of a friend, I'm like this. Like I was already not pumped, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're like a friend of a friend. I was like, fuck me. Yeah. I, I think you know, like, if you were telling me that you were going to build a brand and you're deep. Dream was to build Off-White or Puma or something of that nature. Then I got excited. A transactional store of like t-shirts on Amazon, even, and I've had the luxury of sitting down with you a little bit prior to this. Like, I think that's a big fucking waste of time.
5: Just like they said, just let it go. Leaking wounds, walk away.
0: 100%. Losing losing is fun in the micro. You don't want to go completely out of business, but like cutting something that's bringing you very little in return because of the philosophy of like, I don't want to take this micro L yeah. or, or I've already put in this much, like people don't see the opportunity cost issue.
6: Yeah, thank you. And for me, mainly, it's. uh
0: For you, you need to monetize your voice.
3: <laughs> like for
0: you, for you, no matter what you're, no matter what you're about to say, you should, you should quit working with him and start a voice business and be out. Yeah, bro. For you, that's that.
5: Usually, people hashtag like the voice of God. It's really <laughs> When we're talking or whatever, like I have different things that I deal with clients of a people person, but when we speak, like clients, I like. Go on, Carl.
0: <laughs> 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 I feel like taking my clothes off already. <laughs> Go ahead. He so, so, dresses you too. So I, so I, I gave up try yeah. I'm I'm sure trying it.
6: I'm trying to keep well, up. I mean for, for me it's mainly putting myself out there and, and overthinking things and, and you hit it like the, the the imposter syndrome, you know. Yeah. Social media to me is like a big giant and I'm kind of a private person, you know. So at the same time, you know, I love uh, I love the industry that we're in. Mm-hmm. I love the product that we, that we put out. Clients love us. We have a great reputation, but for me... Paul, I,
0: you I, don't have to put out anything you don't want to. I'm literally the most public, private person on earth.
6: In that part, I don't
5: know how you do it. You know,
0: By not posting my kids.
5: So, yeah, I
0: never Nobody knows anything about my private
5: life. Mm-hmm. Just work.
0: This thought that like, it's in control is laughable. Facebook didn't make you vote for Trump. The Russians don't control you you are 100% in control of what you put out. People are full of shit, right? People wanna post pictures of their babies and their pets and their lives because they want likes. But good news, Carl, you're in control.
6: Yeah, and I think it's me not worrying about what others think or, or me feeling that I, I have to worry about that, that, that validation, you know? Um, I think that's what it is, me getting over that. Um, you guys already have help. You know, hearing everybody, even you, saying what you said, you know, Thanks, made me feel comfortable, relatable to, to to a lot of people out there. That
0: yeah, to... this is a judgment game. It's a judgment game. It's all upside. It's a blank machine. It's 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 just an exposure of our inner truth. And that's powerful, because the reality is, once you realize, I always use the example of like when you had a zit. In junior high or high school, like you were like, fuck. (laughs) Like you didn't want to go to school. Like you like, it was the worst. And then it was just like nobody gave a fuck because everybody was worried about their zit. You know? It's once you get to that basic of a level with it, it can get really good. People people's biggest issue is that they overvalue the compliment, which makes them vulnerable to getting shit on. The reason I've been able to cruise is in my comments on every post, literally in back-to-back comments. There's a goat emoji and a, there's a, this guy took shit. daddy's money, he's full of shit. Back to back. And when you don't hear either, that's when you win. Come on, um,
7: got anything? Uh, sure. This actually has nothing to bugweiser. Um, so my life and my journey has been like completely random but yet retroactively kind of makes sense. So I was in the music industry before signed a record deal, then I became a music producer, had some moderate success, exited, went back to business school, then started working on beer, um, and then sort of rose to the top within that space. And I'm, through, the, through the line, um, I've built a story. That's filled with failure, but I am comfortable with that. Um, and in recent, in this last year, I've, I've now started to get like some coverage on, my story, a lot of like women are like, okay, for, I'm the first female vice president, of Bud, and all these things. So I'm starting to see this, this moment or this calling where I feel like I want to share my story a bit more. Um, and when I go, I, I started to get asked to speak at a lot of events now too, where it's a little bit bigger than just marketing, but it's like my point of view on, on life. Um, so I'm kind of at that inflection point where I'm like uh, figuring out if I should be doing that. Or not. Or if I should and
0: then and and then, a and then you're also in a big company, which, you know, you have to be thoughtful about how that works. Exactly. Um, I think you should be doing that. You can always work in a company. And then, knowing enough about your career, you're in such a great spot there too, all you have to do is just be very thoughtful and over communicative. And what's really cool, and it's kind of how I see you know, it's it's fun. To, I mean, when I, just looking at Nick and Maribel and James, they're they're doing things that lets them tell their stories. I'm a unique dude in how I structure it. I understand that I'm not ABI or 3G or, you know, but but I think finding the right balance of how to do it. Like everybody has their confines, no matter what. You know, my confines. Even as an entrepreneur with no board, my confines are the market. You know, the market controls my outcome. So, but I think even Like here's the actual real answer, just for your great granddaughter to consume that one day because of the way the internet actually works, that is an actual win to the answer. When I started really getting aggressive with my stuff, it was absolutely from the standpoint of holy fuck, everybody in this room is actually the matriarch and patriarch of their family because we will disproportionately have so much more content, pictures, and videos of us than anybody before us. And in 300 years, we are like kind of actually the starting point. And I was just like, fuck, that's really cool and wild, and I was like, fuck it. Like, that's super cool. Like, if nothing else, and maybe I'm affected because I, didn't know either of my grandfathers and probably weirdly want to and like other things, it made it very natural for me. Like if all else fails, it's a nice family thing, right? Only celebrities have had the luxury of really, really knowing to, to, to some level even, not even to the level that we're at. So I, I think you need to do as much of it as you possibly can within the confines of, yeah. You know. But like over communicating front with the machine.
6: podcast is going actually
0: really great. How many episodes? Uh, We're at 130-ish. Okay. So pretty new. Yeah. What it's all about.
6: Like like, top 50 management category, so that's wicked for us. Anyway, the question's not related to that. So, um, started off this journey like two years ago, and then five-ish months ago, figured, hey, if we could build my personal brand with negotiations, we could probably do the same for other executives or people in my position. So we started a a ghostwriting slash content company about five months ago, and now we're pivoting slightly in that we're going to market to enterprise sales teams to create them into thought leaders on LinkedIn.
0: I understand. To
6: convert sales better. I understand. Um, And so one of the things that we're struggling with right now is we're trying to figure out, like we're a small team four people um, in a WeWork and we're trying to figure out, I'm trying to figure out from a leadership perspective, how do, I, how do I lead that small team and grow that, like how did you do it at the beginning while still like keeping professional slash too friendly? Because they're basically like my family.
0: I made them my family. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You just have to be willing to give feedback when somebody's taking advantage of it instead of the reverse. Like to me, like kindness and family and like all that stuff is the strength. I'm at my weakest when I don't give candor when because I, I don't want to give negative feedback to somebody I care about, and I'm at my best when I do. I still think it's better than the alternative, even at my worst, it leads to some people quitting or firing under bad you know. I still think it's better, because I think 12 years later, everyone still likes each other more than if it was just professional. So, I, I think it comes down to your ability to give candor, which is something that I struggled with and continue to struggle with. It's,
6: it's a lot easier than it sounds, right? Like it's...
0: I, I'm, I, I'm literally pretty public about the thing I'm probably worst at was that, and, I, and, uh, and that's cost me a lot of money, and it's also made people not like me that I did a lot for but because I, they became entitled because I didn't give them feedback that they weren't as good as they thought they were and they were feeding off of my halo. I also think it depends on what you're aiming for. Without knowing his story, he clearly didn't have the leverage enough to like, in the partnership that he had, that it led to whatever it led to. But in your scenario, we're not talking about a partnership, we're talking about employees. And so what happened with me in that scenario is eventually... I couldn't hold my breath anymore and I would fire somebody and they would be stunned and that led to them not liking me as much as I could have had them love me if I just told them a year earlier that they sucked and we were gonna try to figure this out. And I've gotten better at it, but I'm still not remarkable at it. Um, but that's all it is. Net-net, I, I, it's a strength to have that good of a thing. I think the bigger issue of what I'm hearing is when you go into servicing people to do something, most people don't have the personality traits to actually pull off what you're saying and they're gonna blame the service, not themselves.
3: Right.
0: So what you're gonna really need to do is similar to what she needs to do and what we've done here is you're gonna have to scale more people. 100%. Which is probably gonna make you have less margin up front and then... That's right. Go ahead. Does
2: that help you just like learn? Yes. On who to work with more and who to kind of, yeah.
0: -hmm. And you start getting to, I think I'm starting to grow a little bit myself because I'm starting to really understand what works for me and I'm doing a better job communicating it up front to the people that I work with. Which is like, hey, I'm not gonna reach out to you. I need you, not I'm asking you. I need you to reach out to me on a daily basis on text so I have context and so I can respond if I want to. And if you are, and for my employees, that's weird because they don't have relationships with the CEOs of the companies that they've come from. So they think they're bothering me.
3: Right, yeah.
7: That's...
0: Three businesses.
1: Yeah. Million <laughs> yeah. So basically the first question um, is, now we, are, we have two locations, New York and Miami for my cleaning company, Rainbow Cleaning Service. And um, the problem is we are trying to scale right now Uh, We are kind of scaling, but at at the moment, we start realizing that we cannot scale more than at the moment moment right now. So basically, we spent like for Yelp ads, then we we started spending and even though it was and we only see very, very small growth which is basically like not giving us any more customers. Mostly we focus on the subscription-based customers.
0: Well, you're also investing in a platform that's losing consumer value.
1: Mm Damien?
0: No, no, you're not only on, yeah, you're also on Google. I'm not not judging. Uh I'm telling you why in a place that's declining in its impact on the consumer will tend to not return as much value. It's the same thing I do with Monica every day. Not her, because she's smart, but most of her contemporaries, which is like, please stop buying regular commercials. Uh-huh. Like, it's not going to work. Yeah, but,
1: the, uh, and, and the other way, you also spend on. Okay. Each we can have the traffic, but also it's not enough. enough. As, like, let's say one of ano- the biggest. Company?
0: Another place that is now more properly priced, so the diminishing returns every single day, continue to decline on the supply of consumption and demand cycles.
1: Yes. so basically at this moment we are trying to find a way how we can really scale. We start thinking about getting like maybe PR firm to kind of have some kind of like organic traffic. Promise
0: that's gonna be the worst of the three. (laughs)
1: Okay. Promise. So, <laughs> what, and how, so, how, and th- at this part.
0: Let's talk. So, help me one more time. What does the business do? And what is the subscription? Uh,
1: the, me. the home cleaning service. We do residential and commercial, but I'm now talking about the subscription-based clients.
0: Which is, which is residential? Yes. So, you're looking for us yes. to hire you to clean our homes? Yes. Good. And historically, it has been good for you. And now it's not as good.
1: By years it started worse and worse and worse. And worse. Like everything. Even pay more and more money to get every customer. Good news,
0: that's how every platform in the history of marketing works. One day when I'm older and have no hair, I'll be making fun of social media. Mm-hmm. That's how it all works. <gasps> so, um, What else have you done?
1: Besides that, we've done some of this CEO, like a search organization but we are also getting some traffic over there but' it's the competition is still high you know' it's a lot of competitors basically the big,
0: the biggest it was similar to what I was saying to him the biggest decision you're gonna have to make in the short term is you're gonna have to transition to brand marketing that's smart versus what your all your energy is right now which is transactional marketing mm-hmm. right because it's his intent based marketing on I need a house cleaner in Long Island, enter. You show up, cool. I want to outbeat you. When I was doing it for wine for five cents a click, good. Now those same words are eight bucks. Not as good. Less people even going to search. More people deciding to buy wine because of Instagram and because of TikTok and because of YouTube and because of podcast. Um, Couple things. One, not open yet, but it's for all of you. I think one of the really good ad products that's on the verge of coming out is a pre-roll live read, meaning a human reads it, Spotify product that's gonna be out in about three to six months. Where you'll be able to, like you buy Google AdWords and Facebook ads, put in a script that you want podcast readers to read and then you pay for the impressions and people just read them. Like podcast providers, makers, right? Negotiation ninjas can decide to be a part of this and when he starts his podcast he goes, Ricky's Donuts, now available, in like literally live read, old school 1950s radio at scale. I think that's gonna be interesting, and you can run it in New York and Miami only. I, I think your business explodes if you figure out how to do Facebook marketing.
3: Thank
0: you. Mm-hmm. Cause Facebook? Mm-hmm, because Facebook is the killer app for 45 to 90 year olds which I already like from a residential standpoint of, of having the net worth to be able to afford a house cleaner instead of not, right? Instead of doing it your fucking self. Um, and, uh, and, and when you really understand Facebook ads and really understand how to break down New York and Miami into 45 to 50 different segmentations and then what video or picture to put in front of them and really get good at it, Facebook will return so much more for you than than Google AdWords long term and will build brand equity and creates word of mouth in a way that Google doesn't. Google, I type in, I need a house cleaner in Rochester, enter, it's insular. Facebook, if you make a really interesting ad, I may share it or I may tag Maribel in it. It's inherently word of mouth structured, not transactional structured, which is why it's so much more powerful.
1: Okay, but how about that actual like, traditional PR? Because you want to also build some no. like trust, no. right? So to have, to have some kind of tag lines. Wait, or, you're,
0: gonna, you're gonna pay somebody two to $8,000 a month to get you into a magazine? That's
1: something I'm considering, because I'm
0: I'm, I'm so. telling you that that's a really bad idea, but good news, I'm not always right, but there's nothing, uh, as much as I hate regular television commercials, mm-hmm. traditional PR, makes regular television commercials seem like a jet Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Even
8: for proof of concept to go on social media, hey, I was on this magazine, cover this magazine, I was in this magazine, and... You,
0: you can, can like, PR. You can, d- you can DM that fucking yeah. second rate magazine yeah. on Instagram instead of paying somebody eight, four, eight, six, I mean, th- there's nothing that's more overpriced than trad- truly traditional PR.
1: Morse,
0: you can do it yourself.
1: Yeah. Okay. Hundred <laughs> percent. Okay. Second question. I got you. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a good idea. We're so
0: gonna try it out. <laughs> Look, I just think it's gonna, you know, in a listen. What's great about me is my first marketing budget was forty thousand dollars for the year. I come from a small business place. It's not fun to waste money. It's gonna take you six months to realize you wasted twenty four thousand dollars. <laughs> like
1: ten years ago, was that dollars Yeah, I get it. I build myself, you
0: know? I, I believe you and I get it. And I'm also trying to make, you also paid money to be here. I really don't want you to waste money on traditional PR. Thank you, thank you. No, Like I, what, I, you want the Miami Herald I, to say I, something I, good I, about you? I, I, DM from them. From
1: like a company, they are probably reading really the Miami Herald anymore. $8,000 sure. $8, a month they want to charge me. And like, I have a discussion with my wife and she's saying that it's worth it. And I'm like, I'm in a position also that it doesn't worth. So it's very often making maybe more painful, Have your wife, wife call me. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Gee, do you have you heard of Jaya?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. My second question is <laughs> about the, the company I have, the roses that last year. Uh, the name of the company is in The Lost Flurs. So basically, we started at the same time, at the even it, earlier than the Venus affair. I know for mm. sure you know them. Mm-hmm. This is our biggest competitor. But at that moment, you know, our, we didn't invest it a lot. It was started as a hobby. And, and as soon as they started, they started as a real business because they gave a, their flowers to Kardashians. Okay. Are they real roses? Yeah, real roses that last yeah. a year. They yeah, they treat it with a special, you know, oils, and okay. like it them last for a year. So now, basically, the industry that our main competitor—they made the industry. They, That's they, good. yeah, they made it like real roses that last a year, and <laughs> they even trade market. That's good. <laughs> so the biggest problem for us
4: during the Valentine's
1: Day, I would say, like now is Valentine's time, and like my team is sure. working crazy hard 24/7 yes. while I'm here. Yep. <laughs> but the main problem for us is. During the Valentine's time, we can sell, our conversion rate is not that high, is like 2%. It's, uh, you mean on
0: landing on your site? Yeah.
1: yeah 2%, okay,
0: 2% okay. keep going. Rate.
1: It's like, it's not that good, but like considering the price, the average price, price per purchase, which is $250, that's, that's fine, you know, when we are paying like anywhere between one to $2 per click. We are getting people from Facebook and uh, Google ads.
0: You're happy with your CAC and LTV numbers?
1: Um, I'm not happy, honestly. At, at the Valentine's Day, it's more or less okay. But during all the season, like last year, we spent like uh, closer to 40000 uh, $40, dollars. We had uh, Google <coughs> exclusive programs, and we literally just spent that money. We didn't earn earn back only like five k, whatever. And then like I just so like, <laughs> it doesn't work at all. Well, maybe your landing page doesn't work. We we, 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 we did the A B test, you know, we tried different pages and like didn't work. Maybe maybe the product and the price point didn't match the leads that you were getting. No, we, we specifically targeted very specific audience because our audience is like a high net individuals, like COs, managers, brands. <clears throat> we, we, but you were wrong. <laughs> No, I, mean, I'd be very wrong because it really. was
0: tar- definitely wrong because it targeted forty thousand dollars and you only got five thousand in sales, so you're one hundred percent wrong.
1: No, but the the main
0: reason is because we realized the year
1: before when they got the most of our sales, we got it because our main competitor was they were sold out, and that's how we got like thousands of. Okay. And then the next year we invested even more because we saw why wow, it was thousands of orders. supporters. Let's invest more and let's sell more. And the next year when we, when we advertise it, we, our conversion was like 0.7 during Valentine's Day. <coughs> because they, they still have those roses. Because we, people actually want About to it. buy them. I understand. And then our problem, how we can make people buy from us?
0: By building a brand and by explaining to people why your product is better or maybe it's not, is it better or is it worse?
1: I wouldn't say it's, it's better, it's the same. Like, I would say in terms of quality or whatever, you know. We just have different type of the boxes, but it's flowers, you know, so.
0: Yeah, but guess what, perception is reality. Right, so if you, the boxes is part of the flowers. Correct. The landing page is part of the flowers the words you use to get me there are part of the flowers. What you ship it in is part of the flowers. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: So are you thinking like the the real problem is not because they they have a well known brand, but we don't have the brand, that's why they are not selling?
0: There could be a lot of things, but that's probably right. I mean, if you look at this table right now, there's literally bottles of water that cost three fucking dollars. I have no, we buy Fiji, is that true? these are our bottles like you know like that's the stupidest shit of all time we're literally paying like it's water what i what i think i'm trying to challenge you to do is look at the whole equation and realize everything is part of the customer experience and you know i don't i don't you know to me clearly you have not conveyed to the end consumer that you're valuable the only time anything's gone well is when there wasn't an alternative that's a problem
1: but I did I've hired different, different like user experience testers, whatever, a lot of people and
0: like Well the Jets have hired football players for fifty years and it didn't work.
1: Mm-hmm. No no but I mean like what no,
0: but I'm know. using an important analogy. You know, but did you hire the right people? You know, somebody the other day said to me, Gary, you know, but this sounds so much like the agency we currently are using. And I said, Maybe. I said, I play basketball but I don't play it as well as LeBron James. Mm-hmm. Just because you've hired a UX, UI designer, if you don't know how to judge it fully, you might have chose the wrong one, even if you do know how to judge it.
1: No, I know, but that's why I've hired different people, you know, How people, many? Like, I would say 10 plus, 10, 10, 15.
0: You've had 10 to 15 people work on UI, UX for your no, site? No, no, no. Oh, I'm the sorry.
1: Website, actually, website, I do it by myself.
0: OK, well, I, that's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> because I'll tell you why.
1: I control it because it's a Shopify. So you, you, you're going to. I understand. Let, I let, let's, it let's talk,
0: I when you have 2% conversion, either the things that you're sending to the site are wrong or what happens when you get to the site is wrong. There's no magic.
1: But it's not about the branding, it's not about
0: the product. Yeah, of course it might be about branding and product. That might be what's wrong on the site. What's the site?
1: Jordan,
0: my my Thank you, brother. Yep. You know? Okay, can you
1: tell me your feedback?
0: About it? Mine's gonna be subjective unless there's something glaring as fuck, which there might be. That's why I wanna look at it real quick, but I think, I think that what, what everybody here has to realize is sales is very simple. It's you know, who you send in and what happens when they come in. It's not super complicated. You know, when it's not working, it's one of those two things, or both, or the product itself to your point, that's the only third variable.
1: Mm-hmm. Because I you know, you know I had a like, conversation with a lot of different people and I actually even, you know the PR, the Ron Torresan? I think you know him, you, yeah. might, you might know him, Ron Torresan, the 5W PR firm? Maybe I do. I'm He's from at Russian community as well. Like, <laughs> uh, you, you might not be very good. Yeah. Yeah. In the, in the Russian There's team. a lot of Russians. I don't <laughs> <feel>. <laughs> yeah. It's like I mean, no. This is one of the highest rated PR firms. Also, in US. I believe and, you US. I got a feedback from them as well, and it wasn't something like you know was bad on my website or something. You know, because honestly, like when I get thirty thousand people and I get like only few orders, and like you might have sent 30,000 bad people to the site
4: no, the, the people,
1: the, because you can see it also, you know, what kind of searches they are using and like what you know, we also targeted audiences, you know, what, yep. what kind of people are going to bring on the website and can it I, was the right people. Can
9: I give harsh criticism? Of course yes. you can. Okay. So I have received Venus at floor uh-huh. and I've never heard of your brand and last Valentine's Day my significant other tried to buy me flowers from Venus at Floor and they were sold out. So I got it from another brand, not your brand. Um, And I just pulled up your website and just on the surface, it doesn't feel as premium as them. And I just mean that like constructively, like so some of the imagery, like to me, like Venus at Floor presents themselves in a way that like it feels like a Cartier of flowers. It feels like a Harry Winston of flowers. And frankly, like some of the imagery and it's like the site itself as far as like functionality literally is structured the same way as theirs. But I think it's like some of like the, the way pictures. The, the pictures and then like some of the arrangements themselves do not feel as premium. <laughs> and I'm only, I can only say that just because I've, I've bought.
0: I was making fun of Nick. You're, you're, I wasn't, listening. I, was, I, I, got, I got the gist of what you were saying so I moved on to make fun of Nick. Thank you. My website. That's their yeah, competitor, right? No, this is them. Got it. Okay. top competitor and then I
9: bought a, a, a brand that's like a
0: brand? little bit of an offer. It look fine to me.
4: I think the website's functional.
5: Just...
9: No, the website itself, I think it's, it But you're talking about the, the,
4: the, the pictures. Same, the yeah, okay. Yeah, the presence is. See, it's just a little off. Right?
0: It's subjective, like, <laughs> and and I trust it and I, I appreciate it and it's, and it's a true singular subjective and then the issue becomes is if the far majority agree with her. That's why you're losing.
1: Have what you? you this, was, this is actually really, really interesting. Have you spoke? Have you had a focus group of women? Yeah, <laughs> women? Yeah. Sorry. Have you? How, how have you? How have you judged? Like,
0: and is and are women the buyer? Because I would Right, because I would argue that there's a very high chance that men are the actual buyer. because you told him. I sent him
3: on Instagram.
0: Yeah, I totally get it. I totally get it. Like to your point, is the woman the influencer of the decision maker? Is the decision maker not being influenced? It's just a it's classic. Well
9: when I got the off brand, I was like, What are these? You know,
0: yeah Did you guys break up? No. Oh damn. That would have been the best part of the story. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna move on, but we'll get back to what is your opinion because I did your opinion. Uh, and Monica knows this. My interest in making a subjective creative opinion is zero. What I can definitely tell you is you've got a problem.
3: <laughs>
0: right? I, I never take one person's opinion as truth but if her opinion is shared by 84% of people, you've got a problem. Here's what I can definitely tell you. If her feedback and the collective vibe here is like the imagery is not as good as the other thing, my opinion is to hire a very expensive photographer and get higher. bless you. Even,
1: even worse
3: their images. Like,
0: no, no, they, you know how people think their children are cuter than everybody?
3: <laughs> <laughs> you
0: have to be careful that that's not your opinion because they're your competitor. You need to find, you I know. I mean
9: the images themselves, I mean like some of the staging. So like that, like one with the champagne on it,
3: mm-hmm.
9: it feels like you're like trying to be premium but it's, not, you're
3: not going over the crowded too like the first footage for me is what pulled me. I think the first question I would want
0: to ask you is like who are you trying to go after? <laughs> <laughs> He's a fucking businessman. He's just trying to sell shit. Right.
7: And I think <laughs> I think you you're That's
0: that's the problem at hand. I
7: think the design for me right now Right. Like, I don't know, Land, if that makes sense. Yeah. Whereas I think I it's funny, I I didn't know that it's that heart shaped. It's all, it's also some of
0: them where they're school. You you own this? Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent? Let's start with the fact that it has 33% of his energy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's just, before we get into all of our opinions, I don't know the other company that's the market leader. My intuition on what I hear is that's their business. Yeah. This guy has three businesses, probably with a fourth, fifth, and sixth in his head. Yeah. That's already a problem.
1: But no, my wife actually, I helped her as a marketing, you know. But. She's she's not in control
0: of that business. Understood. Maybe she's not good.
7: Do you know the story of your co- competition?
1: Yeah. Like
7: how? To,
1: maybe. I know exactly what they did. Honestly. What is it? I know exactly. They, they actually that's actually what has been said before. They built a brand. Yeah. That's it. My friend,
0: and that's yeah. the only thing that exists. That's Nothing. There's nothing?
1: Yeah, But now for us it's hard to get into the point where they are because we have we don't have that money. Brother, later. they they have nothing. It? They, have, they, have, money, but they, they have, actually have a PR agency. I am sure. <laughs> That's agency. fine. Funny thing, That's fine. They agency. 2 weeks before they on them. My wife found the
0: PR agency. Guys, Gals, let me ask you a question. You said that they created the category? Like they were the ones that yes, first? Okay, yes. L- let me help everybody. When you're right about a category, you can hire my mom as your PR agent. The press picks up on an innovation. Right. Let's just, let's, let's be very, it's not like they came out with a sneaker. Like when you create a category, you are forever gonna win the press game when you're the creator of a category. Their success is the best thing that's happening to you. You spending your time crying about, they have more money than you, is gonna do you nothing. Uh, What I think you need to do is, how much much Instagram posts do you put out a day for that brand? Uh, Instagram
1: posts?
0: Yes, Instagram posts. Like
3: whatever, one a day.
0: Yeah, well, you better not go with whatever, because the entire target market for your product lives on that fucking platform. Uh One a day whatever is why you're losing. Six a day knowing exactly what the fuck you're doing is how you can turn your business around. And on, and on, and on. I'm gonna move. We'll come back.
7: Yeah, so mine is...
0: Yep. You're in San Diego, but you're global. <laughs>
7: Pretty much. Pretty <laughs> much. <laughs> uh, well, that's where it's how it's going. Yep. So like, last year, primarily
0: Southern California yep. because
7: that's where I started it, and then I work... Primarily a lot with, like, planners and venues because... The beauty side, as you know, Ashley knows, is very personal as that goes. and so I started it because I wanted a more personalized experience to like my specific needs getting ready for events. So a lot of it is weddings and just like special events in general. But with that is that almost every person that I talk to, whether it's a new planner or venue or stuff like that, is they're like, "I've never heard of what you're doing, which is wonderful, but it's also like how do you get people to, like,
0: you learn don't. About it? Okay. You just don't keep going. People get very confused about convincing
7: yeah.
0: versus communicating and moving on. Okay,
7: because it was more so like, is yeah, the way to get people to know that you can search for this, or it's just like the steady, long game? Okay.
0: The execution will create the awareness. Okay. I mean, you're more than welcome to put out creative and okay. content that speaks to it, yeah. but where people really got caught up when they innovate is trying to convince okay. versus create awareness. Okay. That's kind of what my gut feeling was. Like, If I couldn't tell, like when we started VaynerMedia, like social media market, like almost every brand, my brother AJ literally on his laptop created the Pepsi Twitter account, the Campbell's Facebook account. And what we were really good at, because it was innate in me and now I speak to it, is we would go into a meeting that I would get inevitably and sometimes within four minutes I would wrap it up Mm -hmm. because I was like, okay, this has no fucking shot. This is somebody's taking this meeting as a favor that I was able to get into, but their actual interest, or even knowledge, or even thought, is zero. So fuck it, I'll take back the 45 minutes and go do something else. And people just like convince out of their little heart, trying to convince people. And it's a huge mistake. Yeah,
7: because it's not so much trying to convince people; it's just like the awareness. That's right. all of it, and so my feeling was just it's long game.
0: Just like it's going. kind of like what I put out in the world. Like you just do it every day, okay. in perpetuity. I think how you do that is important though. Yeah. Like This is exactly the kind of thing that you start a podcast around okay. to create a pillar place that you then create post-production content in all places mm-hmm. but you have a home where literally the entire show is about the genre. Okay, yeah, I think so. thank you. You got it.
10: You really helped me out in my marketing. I was just throwing things out there. I had a guy for three years and he was putting me on Twitter Um, things of that nature, and uh, he went on and I never hired anybody else. After a while, I'm like, I need to do something, so I started educating myself and uh, right away I learned from you that uh, a lot of times people aren't going to click on an advertisement for an attorney, but you got to come up with some content for them to consume. So what I did was I started doing extreme motorcycle trips and documenting it, and people were coming in, we slid up a brand, you're a badass, with what you're doing on the motorcycle, they sort of I think I'm doing that in court, and I would say 80%, even though I am hitting some home runs in court, a lot of people just hire me because I'm in the community, they see me, I ride, and I've got all these videos. Look, I travel from the end of the world to the top. I mean, life-threatening stuff. I understand. So, okay, so I started doing that. It's going great, okay? okay? I want to hire uh, two people. Where I want to be, I want to shut down my law firm, I want to perhaps get a desk at this other law firm, right? And all I do is produce, go out there, make it rain, let them make the money, and I get you know, a sizable shop. So I've got my law firm. i got people working for me. But eventually, you know, I'm 55. Maybe when I'm 65 or 70, maybe do something like that because I don't plan the uh, the retire. retirements, it's not for me. But you enjoy the content Oh, the yeah. Oh, going out due to the bike weeks, the, the, the bike nights, going out. Yeah, so I
0: mean, I think the concept of converting your business into a top of funnel lead gen rev share business that you can then push to seven different lawyers or, or a hundred. you know, as you know, content on the internet is not regional. So now all of a sudden you've got fans and lead gen throughout the entire country.
10: People from South America, Central America, Mexico, Canada.
0: You probably can build a substantially bigger business by creating a lead gen top of the funnel business by taking a back end of the referral across the globe. Be way happier and make a lot more money. So the way you do that is similar to what I said to her. You should start the business right now. You should create content that alludes to it, see what comes to you, Make a biz dev arrangement with either somebody in South America for all of South America or just Brazil for just Brazil. And in essence, franchise out your top of the funnel business. And the, I mean, you could have 50 law firms in all 50 states as the person that you've made the deal with to send all, because you believe they're reputable and they know what they're doing and they have the territory. And. Kind of like 1, lawyers yeah of course, phone number of, course.
10: Like he's literally just
2: like,
0: of course,
10: yeah there's about 10 of them out there that there's, are doing it right now.
0: Lead gen affiliate businesses have existed for a long time to your point. What hasn't existed is the ability for a human being to do exactly what they love, to garner trust, and then to co-sign that trust right. to another place. Like, you know, listen, it's really funny and, and this happens a lot with albums and art like my first book, even though I like The Thank You Economy more, Crush It will forever be the best book I ever wrote because I laid out this entire truth in 2008 and it's become true. People may, I mean, go, you wanna go read bad star reviews? Go read the first 500 reviews of, on Amazon of Crush It. People are like, fuck this guy. This is a fucking pipe dream. You can't make money on, what's YouTube? Like go read them. They're hilarious. Yeah, man. It's, it's there right now. That, you don't have to wait for right 65.
10: No, no, I understand, and to get the taste and see if that's for me and if I like that's it. Right. Not, that's right, it that's free, right, that's right, that's right. More freedom.
0: The because the first time you get a phone call and say, what the yeah. fuck, you sent me to Karen in St. Louis. Oh, I'm getting
10: that now. Things that I don't do. People say, you just handed me off like a cheap board. That's
0: bar. my problem. And that's the way they talk <laughs> <laughs> to me. That's, that's, that's my, they my talk problem. problem. Dude,
10: you're cheap, you my, p- Same with I me,
0: they're like, done. you sent me to Nick Dio, he's a fucking idiot, like I get it.
10: I agree. But if that's only one in ten, then I'm doing pretty good. So the the, the, the
2: So is that the point the to- though?
0: Of course that's the point.
10: <laughs> so the
0: today Of course that's a point. You're more than welcome to build my dad's business where he put my fucking cousin and the one guy he trusts behind the fucking register because he was scared somebody was gonna steal, played complete defense, and then capped. Of course that's the point. Right. You know why? Because you can fix it
2: my thing is I don't want to manage 500 artists. Like I don't want
0: that. You're gonna build a SaaS really product and see how parents. much you like it right. and then it might be boring because you miss the art of it. Yeah. And then you won't or you will.
3: Or dabble both.
0: Or dabble both. There, there is no right. There's right for you.
10: Right,
3: yeah. The
10: That's immediate right. need that I have, and I thank you for the, yep. the long term and how to get to yep. doing that is, in, I know you've talked about this, maybe you might throw something oh. out different than being than Consume from you. Is um, I had the one guy. He really, he. he, he. I got you. This was early. Okay, I'm you had
0: no idea. See. You you had no I idea what the fuck he was a doing. Marketing team. Yeah. For my firm. You should.
10: Three, but I want to start out with the first guy, the second guy, the third guy. Okay. Um, you know, and like I was telling your team, you know, I get a lot of guys. They know all the apps, and I've had a, I've interviewed a few, and then I stopped. I said, "Let here." Do
0: you understand? Like, will you know how to? judge the guy or the gal that you hired? Will you be able to judge the person that's putting out the content?
10: I can't answer that question, but what I am gonna do <laughs> is, I'm gonna do a trial and error, and like you said, fire quick, hire quick. That's it. So, so I said so so the right
0: one. So, the, you, you answered it the right way. There's nothing to talk about here. All right. And fire. The more educated you are up front, the more you know that you can do a poll sticker in an Instagram story, the more likely you'll be able to interview her or me.
10: Right, because right now I'm doing it all myself and I sat down on YouTube more, and I said, More, more.
0: Yeah, oh, I would, I would, I like would that. argue that if you went on a 100 day sprint to create content and spend media on every platform from Snapchat to Pinterest to Facebook to YouTube, that that would put you in a disproportionately better spot to hire someone. People are trying to hire people without knowing the craft. How the fuck are you gonna hire somebody? Uh, Like, I I keep telling people, I'm like, I've been saying something on stage, I'd rather you know how to do this than balance your checkbook. That's how important it is. So I think a 100 day sprint on downloading them all, because inevitably you have your favorites right now or the one or two you feel most comfortable with. Get uncomfortable and both organic and paid. That's where- All
10: organic except for Facebook because that's the main I got it. The older guys on the Harleys, those are the ones
0: that that call me. Yeah, Facebook and YouTube, and very quickly, Instagram are clearly gonna be your pocket. Um, I mean, YouTube pre-roll based on Google search, that would be really good for your business, my friend. You know, Based on both your businesses, there's a product where you can run YouTube videos on a pre-roll before a video based on what the person was searching on Google. So it's intent-based, right? But it's actually brand. So somebody's searching to buy tires in your area, but then go watches a Baltimore Ravens video, and you pop up and say, hey, you looking for tires? I'm like, fuck. <laughs> and then everyone's like, Google's searching me. No, no, you searched for tire. Everyone's like, eh, the phone's listening. Nobody's, I mean, it's so ludicrous. The phone's listening, it's not listening. You fucking search for tires, you forgot.
3: <laughs>
0: like, like it's like this miraculous, Like everyone thinks like fucking, it's so laughable. You searched for tires, Dick. You clicked on a tires picture. That's how they knew. They're not fucking listening to you. Zucks is not under your fucking bed.
4: I mean, <laughs>
0: Do them all for 100 days and then start interviewing. And ask three interesting questions. I always say to my team, I'm like, look, we're gonna lose 90% of the time because we only win with the 10 best percent of people because we're so much smarter and we're not gonna sell bullshit. And that's how you wanna hire. You wanna get so knowledgeable, especially at your height of that 100 day sprint, that when you interview us and you're like, so what would you do with Instagram swipe up? Then you're gonna get an answer. That's why I make fun of everybody in my world. I sit in rooms with people that don't do any of this stuff. They talk about reports and opinions. I'm a practitioner. Be a practitioner for 100 days so you can ask better questions, you'll probably do a better job hiring. But don't use that, you know, to your point. Exactly. But like, $100 fuck, $100. mistake. Exactly. $100. And just make, and just make, and just make, and just, just a hunt, and then you'll be fucking, you're gonna feel better too, because you're thoughtful, you've been successful. It's not fun to guess. It's a lot more fun to hire with a little, right? So all you have to do is make. And then, by the way, you may discover, fuck, I actually love this. Back to like, what do you like? Be like Who the fuck knows what it leads to? Right?
8: Marketing in this game question. Yeah. Um, Two years ago, or actually a year ago, as a one-man show, yep. a law firm, right? Yep. Got sick, um, really sick. I was right, out for six months from know so I mean, You got the whole thing, mm-hmm. that surgery, isn't so bad, no worries. Uh, so then I said, like, I can't be single point failure. And so I started marketing for the first time, and my bread and butter right now. What is, did you
0: market, the firm, <clears throat> or I you? Market,
8: it's really more. It's a person. I don't uh, Yeah, I'm it a makes brand. sense. Keep brand. going. So I then go. Good
0: and bad, and bad news. You're still a point of failure, but good bad bad news. Like, like, just because this is important, because it's going to matter in a second. You started marketing, but you're still the point of failure, right? But the good news is, what's the punchline? Like, people all the time, they're like, Gary, Vayner, like, it's too much about you. Like, what if you get hit by a bus? I'm like, then it shuts down. Whereas a good CEO for a public company, when she decides to go work at another company, that company's actually in trouble. So, like, like the point of failure conversation of a single person is actually funny when corporate friends of mine say that because I'm like, you do understand that it is far more likely for the CEO of your company to go and work somewhere else than it is for me to get hit by a bus. And by the way, if I get hit by a bus, I don't give a fuck about VaynerMedia. <laughs> I'm dead, I'm dead.
8: I mean, I've got the team now, so I've got a team of seven, I've got a management partner, they can't handle this. I don't really want to do the servicing. Yep. But my business has always been like influencer slash trade show, so what i what I've been, hundred percent of my ad spend right now is me going to these trade shows and I speak. On, I get invited to speak on stage. I love That's it. It's a big one, right? Yep. I have a booth and I spend top like, of funnel. I, I got it. Money, right? A lot of travel. I got two little kids at home, so I, I started doing the digital about eight months ago. Organic. And I'm like, and <laughs> where, where? Facebook primarily. Yep. Facebook. Loved
0: it. No LinkedIn and yet.
8: I just started killing it. Good. So just pure value, I no, no call to action, I it's working, like people are recognizing- Go figure. The right, people are recognizing- me Selfie. Oh, you're you're like, ah. Exactly, <laughs> I don't want to do the trade shows anymore. No shit. No shit, right? So I want to transition from the trade shows to really doing
0: digital- Or when you do the three trade shows that you still value, you gotta film it so you get a ton of content. Got got Beauty. Okay, keep going. So
8: the question becomes, is there, I geofence fence the conferences now. So I go there, I geofence, so I capture those people who went to the conference but that but I'm not there now, right? So that's cool, so I can retarget them. So I've got that down. So the question is, should I should I be doing something with those conferences, even though I'm not there, like running ads at those? Because that's where they congregate, right? That's where my clientele's congregate. Or they congregate I physically there. Physically, correct. But they
0: congregate on the internet 24-7, 365.
8: So don't worry about, like, that my competitor speaking and so I gotta put my face in there while well, even though I'm not there, just... It's just pure digital That's defense. Right. Okay. Don't play. Got
0: it. Don't play defense. <laughs> it's a really big theme. Yeah. It really matters. When I analyze from afar who's winning and who's losing, it's offense defense. The I don't offense know. Is usually I yeah, I have I have no knowledge of anything. Like you know I loved when James joined the organization cause he's like such a career industry guy, he has so much institutional knowledge, that was the punchline, I wanted to extract that. But when he would, like he would talk to me nonchalantly cause we'd been in the business for a while enough and he'd be like, you know, Johnny Magoo from Magoo. I'm like, like I, I don't know anything. Like, like I would know that that flower company existed and that's where it would end. Like I don't give a fuck if Rick is speaking instead of me this year. I stayed home cause of the two kids. I'm tired. The Crohn's thing fucked me up. I don't want to travel as much. Right. I would start a fucking call-in show on LinkedIn every day and that's offense. Right.
8: got it. Got it? And then, How do I then transition this more to scaling thing, which is kind of similar to what you were talking about, which is, so I'm <laughs> top of funnel. I bring in a crap with the leads. I don't do a good job with those leads, but let's say I'm, I'll start doing a good job with those leads. Then, I hand off right to the service provider, which is my managing partner, so she, she does most, if not all, of the legal work.
0: You have to be upfront with the audience.
8: At what point? Because I'm, I'm at the point where I'm now. actually taking the pitch, like I'm taking a sales call, right? Now, so I not take you,
0: allude, call? you allude to them. Look what I do with all my peeps. Like, like as, as they know, Like I never say you're getting me. Right. Yeah. You're getting it's Vayner Yeah, right.
2: But you have the credibility to maybe a 100%. That 100%. They
8: call me, they talk to me, I sell them, they're great, they get the engagement letter, we hire them, and then it's like, okay, here you go. Yeah, no, you've got to
0: establish go. that. And by the way, it will always happen. Like, yeah. I'm sure I've had three conversations with Monica through the years where she was like, but Gary, I love you, but like, we love you, but like, I'm sure her bosses and things like that. Gary's amazing, but you know, after that, like, and I, like, I love when people are like, Gary. I've had some pretty contentious conversations with people like Gary. You listen. You like you're amazing, but like the drop off to you and your team, it's a real problem for us. And I'm like motherfucker. The drop off for me and anybody on earth is a problem. Right. The drop off for me and your CEO is a problem. Right. Fuck you. Right. This you, don't compare me and my team. Compare VaynerMedia to fucking your horseshit agency that's ripping you off. So you've got to establish that same so truth.
8: Yes. You
0: start. You start doing what I do. Like no. I, like I interject all. Like watch what I'm doing, not what I'm saying. Right. People know there's a D Rock and a James and a Mattabel right. and a Nick. Like yes. That's exactly right.
8: Almost bring them on stage too, get them on, in your video. Well,
0: by the way, but, by the way, like I'm leaving in a minute, so you can give them all the answers you want. So, yeah. I, like, I think the, yeah. the 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 thing there is, you can bring her in in however she wants. She might be introverted. Me and you might have a master plan here in the ivory tower, and she's like, don't put that fucking camera in me. Right, right. But you can speak of her existence. Right. You speak in team and business talk, not I. Yeah. Yeah. But I do. Okay. Thank you. So I
9: launched loose on the App Store about six months ago. That was in July. Why? Um, well, it started out, I'm like, I don't go out too much Um, just because like, I'm super busy with like racing and you know, I'm not really, I'm a little more on the introverted side. So it started out because my sister would go out. Um, and she would go to a place and like, so we live in the suburbs of Philadelphia, so yeah, obviously- On the Jersey side or Philly side? Uh, Philly side. Okay. Um, so my sister would go out and one week she would go to a place and it would be a great time. And then she would go there the next week and there was nobody there. Um, and so basically what I was getting from her, like and the app evolved a lot just through like the, the ideation phase. Um, what I was getting from her was just the, the desire for like more transparency. Um, and so then from there, Like is
0: anybody actually there?
9: It started out like that. Yeah. I realized I couldn't really no. scale that. And yeah. there was never really
0: much value there. It's really funny you bring this up. It was such a fun early problem that everybody in Silicon Valley was trying to mm-hmm. solve with the early iPhone. Because we knew now we had something on us. Yeah. And to your point, that is like the big one. Like, and like, but the contradiction between what a venue would want you to know versus, okay. you know, there's so many variables. But nonetheless, keep going. So,
9: I had hired uh, a marketing agency, which, you know, I embarrassingly admit that like I was unprepared from my personal knowledge of how all the platforms work, of course. so like I'm like, here's your budget, and I literally got, it's as close to saying I got zero out of a six-figure budget, and like that's a hard pill for me to swallow because it was my responsibility and I have people to answer to for that, and so now like to pivot, so we were launching specifically in Philadelphia and there was like a, a polygon that it was allowed within like for people to operate the app. And for me, it was like about creating concentration. Um, Interesting. And so we sort of extended that now that we stopped working with that marketing company and we've extended to the suburbs. So, um, and the reason we did that is because when we did our primary pitching in Philadelphia to get venues on board, they're really hardened and they don't give a shit about you. Right?
0: And you didn't like, have the leverage of the users.
9: I don't even, like, Good I, news, I, I promise
0: you this, if you walk into a venue and say if I press a button 19,000 people will show up, yeah, they'll listen. That's what off. I mean, you didn't okay. have the leverage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep
9: going. So we decided that like on this whole, like now that we got rid of that agency and I'm like trying to learn some of this myself so I can at least be versed and responsible, we're going to the suburbs now knowing that like they're probably going to be slightly more receptive even to trying um and so but one of the problems that like i experienced when i was going into the venues in philadelphia was primarily was about trust and so they're like okay well your platform's free how do you make money and i remember the first handful of times that i got asked that question it's like why do you care um and then i started thinking about it like from like, had I started this idea 10 years ago, um, you know, if the technology is permitted, obviously, like I was in a place where like, my, I, in my mind, it would be like, well, I'm doing this and I need to make this much money in this much amount of time. And my focus would be like an exit strategy and you know, selling or something like that. And like, now, like, just as I've gotten older, like I come from a very different place of like, for me, it's just about right now, like building this platform out to have value and then caring. Like, I already have ideas about monetization, but like, they're so far down the road for me that when people ask them, like, who cares
0: right now? Do you feel like their energy came from a place of the war stories of Groupon and Living Social yes, where business. So of course. Nasty about it. Well, because people went out of business, which was the funniest part of it all. Groupon and Living Social were so effective, people went out of business because the people were stupid and made offers they couldn't afford, and somehow the platform got blamed. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll never forget, like, you know, I'm a pretty like, be be accountable for your actions. This woman's like crying in Chicago of a cupcake store. She's like, Groupon put me out of business. And I'm like, and this is like the sweetest old lady, and I'm yelling at the computer, like at the TV screen in my hotel room brushing my teeth. I'm like, motherfucker, you put yourself out of business. The fuck are you, what are you talking about? Groupon put you out of business.
9: Like you were the one that ultimately put that out there. You're preaching. So Hi, so like with the app, I guess like one of the struggles that we're having is like when we go into a venue. So right now, like our biggest struggle is acquisition of these venues, and yes. it's a very chicken and egg problem. Of course. So like when we go in there, like right now we're so new with the onboarding these venues. Like how do I garner that trust from them? Like genuinely. For it's, me it's it's
0: about it's like actually similar to three questions ago. I think you don't have the time or energy or scale to commence. Yeah, I think you just try to. Ask. Have you asked every single business?
9: No, so we just.
0: You know what I mean? Like that's where my head goes. I here's how my head goes. If I was like the third sister and like building this, ask, 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 ask. You know, get through a month of asking everybody, then sit down and be like, "Fuck, all knows shit." Now we have to either pick another suburb or, commence, commence, commence. But commencing, let, let me ask you a question. So let's play it out. I'm a gourmet food store. Like you go to Wine Library and we have gourmet food because liquor's a little tricky and I'm like, hey, I'm, I like to innovate, I'm Gary, I'm, I like to innovate. I'm interested in doing this. What's the value, what's the, what's the what are we asking? Well,
9: so it's more directed towards like live essentially. Okay. So like if a restaurant was a little, then it's not necessarily a little on the slow side, but it's also to increase transparency so you can like put your daily specials and then you can send out an offer. Um, so
2: like. So know, why are they, what are they scared of? It's just like, I don't want to deal with it. Like, it's too confusing. And it, I think it, it's just an additional thing. Like, being right. a small business owner, like, I owned a salon for 11 years. And, like, you get asked all these different things and you get confused on what platform to be on. It just becomes one more thing to have to push that content to. So, to, like, fight
9: that argument from them, we did Facebook integration as, like, a sign up. And now we're realizing, like, we want to get away from, like, Facebook sign ups. Because that's actually. Can we
0: take a step back? where are you at with the business so like scratch I mean
9: I used to work like in the hospitality industry so I saw a need for like slow times and But trying that to that,
0: that makes that sense. Gap. Did that come from a you want to be the greatest hero of the hospitality industry or more from like I'm in a place in my life where I feel very entrepreneurial and I want to do something. No, I wanted to do something. Yeah, so I think that so I think so I'll tell you why I'm going down this series of questions. What's really interesting to me about this is you're trying to create a two-way marketplace. The businesses that have created two-way marketplaces like eBay and Uber and Airbnb are the biggest businesses in the world. Right. I don't think when people go into two-way marketplaces they realize how almost impossible it is to pull off. Oh, I do. So the reason I'm asking you the question is in my knowledge of the last 15 years of knowing that you have a .000000000000001% chance of building this company, I want to make sure why are you doing it? And if it's I want to do something because I have entrepreneurial DNA and I'm in a position to do something and I want to scratch that itch, it gets to a much bigger version of close down your t-shirt company. I want to make sure that you're going eyes wide open of like, fuck. These are the hardest businesses to build on earth.
9: So the reason, like, I'm okay with that, and like, I you know Vlad sort of outed me a little earlier. Sorry. Like, yeah, okay. okay, I race professionally, and you follow a girl I race against, but I won't hold that against you.
0: The, but, the, the one that came to the, here with her family. Haley Degan, yeah, yeah.
9: I raced against her,
0: but, okay. Um, um, so you do that.
9: Yeah. So basically, what racing has taught me is like what it takes to win. Yeah and that's like the best thing in my life that it's ever given me, so like I, to me that lesson transcends.
0: It does, except what's really cool about what you do for a living is there's multiple races to win, whereas with a business, you're running one race, and if it's a race (laughs) where I'm racing against you and you actually know what you're doing and I don't, it's highly unlikely I'm gonna win. So for you to have the eyes wide open of, oh shit, and maybe you know it, but like for real now, for everybody, like two-way marketplaces are literally the biggest companies in our society. A hundred thousand of them launch a month and nobody ever succeeds because the balance of chicken and egg mm-hmm. at scale. It's
3: so fragile.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm gonna well, say it one more time. I know, I know. eBay, Uber, like you're talking about public companies that built. you know, it's a, I just wanna make sure you realize how insane of a marketplace I it is.
9: I guess my hardest part is to just get a little bit of traction just to start, like just the catalyst
0: of it. Incentivize it. But in what way? Pay small businesses to do it. Okay. Let me tell you one thing about small businesses that are busy, to your point. You knock on my dad's door and say, hey, Sasha, I will pay you $2,000 to try my product because I need, the, I need the example to sell to other people you will get that answer from every one of them.
9: Okay. <clears throat> Definitely. So like right now we've been incentivizing, like I hired um, a photographer that she's for the Michelin group. Money. Like good money? Nope, oh. give, them
0: money. give them money. They like pictures, they like money more. <laughs> Hello? Sarah at the Cherry Hill Inn. You, uh, We're gonna give you $1,000 in cash to just try our product. it it will work. If you're just so itching to just taste it, I've given you a really good answer that's gonna save you a fuckload of time and money by giving them money. You will go four for four of giving somebody a thousand dollars for Saturday night to test when you go transparent and you say, I'm only doing this because I need the example to sell to everybody else around the country. They will understand, it will be transparent, and you will close deals.
2: Can you, like, as a business, if you're paying me to do that, also, if I go and share with my, my fans, like, hey, check us out on this platform, because we're gonna post our specials. Don't so even ask that. No?
0: It'd be nice, but then I'm saying, oh, you're, asking, you're paying me actually to give you exposure. Yeah. You just need the example. daily on uh, our favorite reviews so dean take it away which were our favorites this week
1: thanks gary today's review jab 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 right hook written in by project cinco says the free content from gary and the entire team has provided me more value in my life and career than my five-year marketing degree from a private university my team and i are grateful for the opportunity every day to watch and do what gary does start execute do and give thank you thank you so much for writing in and remember keep leaving reviews because yours could be next